Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. If you're ready to become the energetic match for all of your desires and start achieving from a place of joy and expansion, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy coach, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care, and together we are going to slay and thrive. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. Today we are going to be tackling a powerful concept and a really valuable question you can ask yourself in the pursuit of any goal that you have. I want you to start to ask yourself, as it applies to the goals you have, who is chasing these goals and why? I'm going to break down this question and what I mean by it. I know I've done a lot of different episodes on this idea of part psychology and that we have all of these different parts operating within us and some of those parts are very helpful and very aligned with our goals and then there's others that might create some procrastination, self-sabotage, resistance, whatever you might want to call it. And now I want you to think about these different parts in relations in relations, in relation to the goals that you have. So if you have a goal, chances are you probably have multiple reasons for wanting to achieve it. There are probably going to be multiple outcomes that you're going to get as a result of achieving whatever the goal is you're looking for. Or at the very least, there's going to be multiple perceived outcomes that you're going to get from achieving that goal, which we're going to come back to a little bit later on in today's episode. And some of these reasons are going to really serve you. They're going to get you excited and fired up. They're going to compel you to do whatever work is required because you are just so fired up and excited about this end result. These reasons are amazing and you want to keep this these reasons and have a way to refer to them often. And then we've really talked about this on the podcast before. I think back in January, I did an episode on purpose and clarity where we talked about getting really clear on the exciting reasons why you want to achieve something and how valuable it is to have these positive, inspiring reasons, especially when it feels hard to do the work. Today, however, we are talking about the dark side of why. We're talking about the whys you have that might actually be holding you back from enjoying the journey towards your goals and oftentimes when we aren't enjoying the journey and it starts to feel like too much of a grind, too stressful, too overwhelming, it actually causes us to retreat, backslide, start taking actions that aren't in alignment with that goal, 
And then that can keep us from achieving the goal altogether. So I want you to start to think about this. If your whys for achieving a goal are inherently stressful or they're ego-driven or they just put immense pressure on the goal itself, this is where we can run into these issues. These issues where we're in a chronic stress response, where we aren't enjoying ourselves, where maybe we also start rushing and trying to force the goal to happen faster because we're so miserable, we just want to get there and get it over with. Then the pursuit of the goal begins to feel like an obligation at best or an emergency at worst. If it feels like an obligation, you're going to feel things like resentment, not wanting to do the work, resistance, procrastination, which is going to lead to slow progress or no progress, which is going to make us feel even crappier. If it feels like an emergency where we're in this stress response, we're going to feel this overwhelm, we're going to be in like high sensation that can feel like too much, and we're going to retreat to old unhelpful habits for comfort. And as I was thinking about doing this podcast episode for you all, I thought back to a passage I read in The Four Day Win. This is a book by Martha Beck, another awesome book that I got so much out of. So I'm just going to read this passage for you. This is a book about weight loss. So she's using a weight loss example, but this idea of being in a state of emergency and going after a goal for stressful reasons can apply to any goal, relationship, career, money, whatever it might be. So she writes, the only natural conditions under which a wild animal will go hungry while exercising strenuously are emergencies, predator attacks, famine, natural disaster, etc. Such emergency conditions turn on all our psychological and physical responses to stress. This means that dietary restriction and strenuous exercise, especially in combination, cause the brain to fixate on finding food and comfort while pumping our hormones that signal the body to lay in supplies by becoming more sedentary and storing fat. As very socially dependent beings, we get massively stressed out not only by predators and disasters, but also by social conditions such as negative judgment, loss of status, disapproval, and so on. Such factors have been known shown to cause sharp rises in stress hormones among various social primates, baboons, chimpanzees, Britney Spears, etc. Fact, sustaining this kind of stress by setting up constraints and expectations that make you even more panicky about keeping your dietary rules triggers your body famine, famine's responses. These responses are far stronger than conscious intention. They are your survivor instincts. Ultimately, they will outwit, outlast, outplay your attempts to diet by willpower. Fact. 
if you increase the pressure to lose weight by swearing before God to go hungry forever, promising on Oprah that you'll drop the pounds, or telling your spouse she or he can divorce you if you get above a certain weight, you escalate your stress response until they make you want to eat everything in the nearest Krispy Kreme distribution outlet, including the cashier. They will also cause your personality to change, much as Linda Blair's character changed in The Exorcist. I just wanted to read that for you and just talk about the ways that if we have certain parts of us that want these goals for reasons that are inherently stressful or intense or put too much pressure on the goal ourselves, that's actually going to kickstart our stress responses. And we're going to go into our survival instincts, more of that primitive brain. And this isn't just with food and eating. This is with any goal. If we have a big goal for paying off debt or doing something big in our careers and all of our reasons for the goal are stressful and there's a lot of like possibly self-imposed negative consequence if we don't get the goal in the timeline we want or whatever it might be, our survival instincts are going to kick in. We're going to want to conserve energy, avoid pain, seek pleasure, And that's going to lead to the things like procrastination, self-sabotage, all those different things. So if our whys are empowering and exciting and inspiring and maybe even playful, that's a great thing to have in your goals and your reasons for having them. We're going to feel so good and move towards our goals. That doesn't mean there still won't be hard moments and times of discomfort. That's going to be natural when we're doing something we haven't done before. But it's not going to feel chronically miserable. If we are chronically miserable in the pursuit of our goal, that is a red flag that work needs to be done, that we need to do some of this deeper soul-searching work and transform some of the ways we're thinking and creating the framework for our goal itself. If we are experiencing a lot of impatience and rushing and forcing and stress as we're pursuing a goal, that is a red flag to check in on one of two things. It could simply be the approach you're using. The other is check for the driving forces behind the pursuit of the goals. Because again, most of us don't have one reason. There's many reasons. So if a goal you have has been feeling chronically stressful or like you have to do it or else, or maybe even like it's a bit of an emergency, I wanted to give you this practice. And this is one that I did for myself. And I'm going to share a little bit of my own experience with this just to give you some context and just some examples of how it could look. So you want to write out all the reasons you have for achieving this goal. And then if you're also able to, next to each of the reasons, I want you to write out the part of you that wants to achieve the goal for this reason. 
So again, we've talked a lot about all of our different parts. So we have our inner perfectionist, our inner critic, our inner warrior. We have all these different parts. So see if you can figure out what part of you has this particular reason for wanting to achieve this goal. For example, maybe you have a protector part that wants to achieve debt freedom so you can feel secure with money instead of scared. Or maybe you have this powerful warrior part of you that just wants to achieve a goal to prove to yourself that you can. It's like a little bit of a challenge you're taking on, like a tough workout. So not all parts and not all reasons are going to be harmful. Some of them are going to be really great reasons. And you want to free write here and not censor yourself and let yourself write any reason that comes to mind, even if it seems silly or illogical to your rational brain. In fact, the more irrational your reason seems to your logical brain, the more it's worth it to investigate it. Trust that you wrote down this, on the surface, silly, illogical thing for a reason. And honestly, this was actually something I was seriously struggling with during my vacation week. So I took myself through this particular process. I've shared a little bit on the podcast that I have a goal to take my body transformation to the next level. And I found that on my vacation week, especially whether it was a result of too much time on my hands or a bit of one thing kind of happening after the other and some of my stuff coming up, I was really starting to struggle and feel a lot of negative charge around this pursuit of my body transformation. So I took myself through this process and wrote out the reasons I had for wanting to do this. And as you're going to find as well, some of my reasons were good. Some of them were because I want to free up more of my energy and be able to channel it into other projects that inspire me. That reason felt like it came from my inner guidance or inner wisdom or something like that. Another one was that I just want to feel more confident and sexy. Probably again, inner guidance. So these are good reasons and I want to refer back to them and keep them. However, I also came up with a lot of reasons that were red flags and shown me where I had some work to do. So one of them, and I believe that this comes from my inner child, because I believe that it will make a lot of the problems in my life feel non-existent or inconsequential if I can just achieve this goal, which obviously is silly and illogical to my rational brain, But my inner child, who struggled with her weight since the age of six years old, that was like her thing. She believed that the source of all of her suffering was her weight, her body, because she was getting bullied for it. She never felt comfortable. She didn't fit in. So this was one reason worth investigating. And then the other really interesting one that came up was that I believe or a part of me believes that if my body is more quote-unquote perfect or leaner or fitter, I will be immune to the criticisms of others. And I believe this comes from either my controller part or my 
perfectionist part or maybe a little bit of both. And to my 30 something, 32, almost 33 in a couple days actually, rational brain, I know that these reasons don't make sense. I know that they're not grounded in reality. I also know that these reasons are putting immense pressure on this particular goal. So if I, on some level, think that suddenly all my problems will become almost non-existent at a smaller size, or that I'll suddenly be immune to the criticisms of others, that's a lot of weight for a relatively small amount of weight loss to carry. This is basically putting the weight of the world on a bathroom scale. So I did this work and I knew that obviously this is not how I want to proceed with my journey because it was making it less enjoyable. It was putting me into the stress response and it was causing some out of alignment behaviors. So I knew that things were off and then I didn't know what I was going to do with this information. I'm like, okay, I know the challenge. I know where I'm thinking improperly. (laughs) And now, like, what do I do with this? So, interestingly enough, I had one of my inner coach fellow practitioners reach out to me right around this time, and she wanted some help with her marketing materials. She wanted me to read over them, give me, give my thoughts, and in exchange, she was willing to do a few coaching sessions with me. I just want to give a shout out to her right now. Um, This is Krista Hoffman. She is just an amazing woman, an amazing coach. I did an episode with her back a few months ago. So that was episode 35. If you want to go hear more from her because she's just great. Um, Yeah, so she reached out during my vacation week. And this was right around the time I was having these struggles. And I mentioned I'm having some of these challenges. It would be a great time for a coaching session. So we were able to talk together and just have a really powerful, enlightening conversation. And it gave me some places that I could work and some transformations I could make in my thinking that I wouldn't have been able to do on my own. And again, this is the power of having these wise, objective people in your life who can give you this valuable insight and let you see where your blind spots are. During this conversation with Krista, I gave her the context of the challenges I was having and I also read her my list of reasons why I wanted to change my body, including those reasons that were creating stress and unhappiness. And she asked me which of those reasons had the biggest ouch, the most negative charge. And I suggested it was one of the reasons, but she picked up on another one that had the biggest ouch. And that reason was honestly at the root of the other stressful or problematic reasons I'd given her. So basically there were a lot of sub reasons, but it all came down to the root reason that I thought that by losing weight, I could make myself immune to criticism from others. And it's interesting because logically I know this isn't true. I remember I um, 
saw an ad for Beachbody about a year ago, and there was a woman who had lost a whole bunch of weight, got super fit doing their workouts. And I have this weird thing where I love to read comments on these ads. And there were a couple people that were like, I actually think she looked better before. She's too ripped now. She's too thin. And for me, as I think about worrying about criticism from others, I don't even think it's so much about worrying about people critiquing my body specifically. I mean, that would still be painful. But what I'm really worried about is the criticism or judgment I would get from setting this goal of changing my body and then not being able to achieve it. People thinking, oh my goodness, here she goes again, this same thing she's been struggling with for 20 years. What is wrong with her? Why can't she just figure this out? It's not that hard. (laughs) So those are my real fears around criticism less so than about my body itself. And I talk about this because I want to be as transparent and authentic with you as possible because I know I'm not the only one with this struggle. I listened to a podcast recently where they talked about how people aren't afraid to fail. They're afraid to fail publicly. And I think that is so true. And in all honesty, I've had a few moments where I wonder if I've like overshared by sharing this goal with my listeners on the podcast because there's a part of me that wonders what if I don't lose it and now I've like said it on the podcast with all these listeners. So trying to lose weight and actually sharing that goal to the public, this is a goal that puts puts anyone at a huge risk of failing publicly. I think there's a lot of failures that can be hidden. And this one can't be. So that was something that really came up. This this root negative reason for me wanting to lose the weight, wanting to be immune to criticism. So then we got into the practice itself. So she has a whole bunch of tools in her toolkit, um, different types of energy work. And we actually muscle tested together. So I was able to connect to my intuition and pick out my own tool, basically. It's a really cool process. And she just gave me like numbers and we narrowed it down. We ended up at a certain number. And I didn't know what that number was. I didn't know what the tool was. But the tool ended up being archetype therapy. And I don't think there could have been a more fitting tool for myself at this time. And basically, archetypes, we all have these many different parts inside of us. We have our inner mother, our inner warrior, our inner queen, our inner lover. And all of these have their powerful, helpful side and then also their shadow side. And sometimes if we're struggling with the things I talked about today, we have this goal, but we have these negative or stressful reasons for wanting to achieve it, that could be a shadow side of one of our archetypes coming up. And as soon as we had this conversation and narrowed down to this particular type of energy work, I knew this was exactly the healing I needed 
Because even before having this conversation, I had been thinking a lot about how I had noticed in the past few weeks or months that I noticed like a younger energy almost resurging. And this energy and this mentality that was coming back felt more like 20-something me than 30-something me. It was almost like I was retreating back into an old framework and an old way of being. And I think this is going to come up for all of us at different times. And it's actually great when it does come up because when these younger ideas or frameworks or ways of being show up, they're probably showing up so that we can heal them with our new resources, our new wisdom, the things we've gained as we've continued our journey of growth. I know this also came up for me when I first started becoming interested in my boyfriend. And this was the first time I'd been interested in a man for, oh my goodness, like eight years. And when I started to feel this interest in a man again, I had these old fears and insecurities and this distrust of men resurface. And they resurfaced because they hadn't been fully healed. So it makes sense that they would then come back up again when I would kind of need to heal them, when I was newly interested in a man and I wanted to have the most healed in alignment relationship possible. So now it makes sense that as I'm putting more attention on my health and my fitness, it makes sense that this younger version of me would come back because who was it that spent most of my 20s trying to quote unquote fix my weight and my body? It was that version of Kayla that did. So when we did this work together, she asked me what archetype was causing the issues that I was having at this time. And I knew right off the bat, it was needy princess Kayla. So this was the me from my 20s. The one who thought if I could just lose the weight, then I could find someone who loved me. Then I would be able to get in a relationship And now in my present moment, she's resurfacing and she's still expecting her size and her weight to make her more acceptable to those around her, just in different ways. So you don't just want to find your stressful reasons. It's powerful to attach these reasons to a particular part of an archetype and then do the work to figure it out. So what's helpful about these parts? And then what is their dark and unhealed side? You also want to find out what they need. From here, you can also do something really cool. You can decide who gets to step up and chase this goal instead. So what archetype would best serve you? Is it your inner warrior, your inner guidance? For me, it is definitely my inner warrior queen. I love this archetype because it's this beautiful blend of like masculine warrior strength and also feminine sovereignty, which I really have been trying to work more on. 
So it combines the masculine and feminine. It's both slay and thrive. To me, the warrior queen knows when it's time to charge forward and take action and when she needs to relax, trust, and just stay in that receptive mode. Going back to my needy princess, obviously she has positive aspects. She is innocent and young at heart. She's also eager to please and really enthusiastic. That's a great quality to have. She is also playful and carefree, which is a great thing to have in your personality as well. And then, of course, there is the shadow side of the needy princess. Obviously, needy princess, she's going to be needy. She seeks validation from others instead of looking for it inwards. She's weak. She's also helpless. And this is a big one that we're actually going to come back to in next week's episode, this idea of helplessness. She's also, honestly, she's shallow. And she focuses too much on external variables like the scale without seeing that big picture. So she can also be very short-sighted. And I'm walking you through this entire process that I had because I want you to see an example so you can apply this to your own life. And maybe for you, it's also that needy princess that's causing the challenges in your life. Maybe you are trying to achieve a goal because you believe it will make you more lovable or acceptable or immune to criticism, not realizing that you already have so much worth and that no matter what you do, someone is going to criticize. From here, we talked about what my needy princess desired. And she really wanted to rest because she has been killing herself trying to make shit happen for the last 10 to 15 years. So she just wants a break from this whole weight loss thing. She wants the warrior queen to step up. And she also wants to be loved and accepted. And not so much by others, but by me personally. She actually wants this internal validation, so she doesn't care about that external validation from others. She also wanted this health and fitness journey to feel lighter and more fun. And she wanted someone to step in and protect her. It's really valuable to know what the desires are for these unhealed parts or archetypes that are causing you challenges so that you can decide how can I meet these needs and how can I meet them in ways that are actually going to feel good and pleasurable and natural and sustainable instead of grindy and pressury and stressful. From here, as we continue just to do this work around this archetype, I really looked at what it looked like to approach this goal for my health and fitness as a needy princess versus as the warrior queen. And for me, the needy princess obsesses and fixates and tries to do everything from a place of franticness and desperation. The needy princess wants to be admired and wants to avoid criticism. 
And that's a big part of why I'm sharing this episode with you, because I want you to know that I'm real and I still have so many struggles. And some people might roll their eyes and be like, oh my goodness, she's still beating the same dead horse. What's wrong with her? And if they do, that's fine, because I want to get better at knowing that criticism and judgment from others is not going to kill me. The needy princess also uses the bathroom scale and gets maybe too fixated on sometimes. And I go in and out of this. Sometimes I'll just be really like objective and non-dramatic. And then every now and then I start to get too focused on it. And that's the needy princess showing up. The needy princess believes that her worth and validation only comes when she gets under X number of pounds. She also withholds confidence, sexual energy, and self-expression from herself until she's smaller. She also does things because she wants to lose weight and wonders how much it's going to help her. She's also fearful. She lacks trust and faith. She just wants the scale to prove to her that she can do it. And then she also resents others for putting food and temptation in her path. And if this is something that you've struggled with as well, this this possible sometimes resentment of others for, for, you know, asking you out for dinner or bringing you treats or whatever it might be, next week's episode is going to be so valuable. That's the needy princess approach. Now let's talk about the warrior queen approach. And this personally is something I'm going to come back to and refer to and use it as a guide going forward on this journey for myself. So the warrior queen does not give two Fs what anyone else thinks of her, her body, or her journey. She owns both her strengths and her weaknesses without shame or apology. And she is doing this for her, for the challenge, for the growth, for the power and energy she will gain as a result. She also trusts in her own inner wisdom. She believes she has the right tools and the right skill set to use the tools appropriately when needed. She keeps the faith even when those setbacks occur. She also sees the setbacks, the out of the ordinary, the temptations as opportunities to get stronger. She has poise, grace, and balance. She knows that she doesn't have to be perfect. She knows there is this glorious, majestic middle path that she can choose. She also allows herself to go into beast mode warrior woman when needed. And also knows and honors the importance of resting like a queen when needed. She owns who she is. She loves her body right now. She also sees the big picture and knows just how good her life is right now. She sees that her body is just fine right now. And it's only when those limiting thoughts creep in that suddenly she has a problem with her body. She also knows that states are skills And she practices the ones that she wants. So she practices confidence. She practices joy. 
She practices feeling sexy. She practices appreciation. She practices being shameless and unapologetic and sharing all of her without having to qualify it or make excuses for it. She also takes full responsibility and she knows that only she can save herself. No one else needs to do it for her. So that is the warrior queen archetype. And if this resonated with you, maybe you're like, oh, I love this. I want to drop into my warrior queen archetype. So maybe you just love this archetype and want to use it as well. And like I said, this is so profound when you actually just sit down with your journal, with a piece of paper and write about the archetype that you want to be steering the ship while the others are kind of like in the background still supporting, but not the main driver. And then think about what it looks like to pursue your goal and how you show up using this archetype. And then find a way to refer to that very often. Again, it's that clarity. You know who you want to be, you know how you want this journey to be, and you are finding ways to make it happen every single day. So from here, whatever parts of you that might have been creating this stress or obligation or overwhelm or emergency out of your goals... You can choose to let them rest. They can just take a nap or go on a vacation while your warrior queen or your badass bitch steps in. You get to choose who's chasing your goal and you get to keep the reasons that fire you up while gently releasing the rest. And if you've listened to the last few episodes, you'll also notice, again, what I thought was at the heart of my challenges wasn't actually at the heart of them. So again, it comes back to knowing me of blind spots. And it's helpful to get these outside perspectives whenever we can, because we're so, we get so close to our own stuff and so emotional about it, we can't be objective and we don't even know what might be holding us back. We think it's one thing, but that's just the red herring. So I just wanted to share all of this with you. I truly hope you found this helpful. I truly hope you'll actually try out these practices, especially if you've been struggling with a goal and you haven't been thriving in the pursuit of it. From there, I am wishing you another amazing week where you slay and thrive. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you're loving this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a rating and review of this podcast wherever you listen, and maybe even share this episode with a friend or two. And if you want bonus live trainings, challenges, a monthly book club, and a community of other amazing people looking to slay and thrive daily, I would love for you to join our free Facebook community, the Unicorn Thunder Playground. Hope to see you inside.